Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning an impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourselves in, and let's get fucking started. Welcome back to the Jerome Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dozer, your host. And Ben, co-host. We are here to... Uh, What's wrong, man? You've been... Yeah, before we get into things, what's mm. up? You've been stomping around the office like a, like a psycho this week. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, it hurts me when I see good people mm. basically build themselves a giant. What do you mean? Go on. Well, like they're good people that have moved into business. They thought they'd start a business because they want to make more impact. They want to help more people and they want to have more freedom. But actually what they've done is they've built themselves a jail because, well, I reckon it's probably a few things. Mm. I think it's because, it's not because they want to. But I reckon they've built themselves like, I use the word uh, should. You hear them talking mm. about should a lot. Mm-hmm. I should do this. I should do this more. I sh- no, you know what? I should do more of this. I should do more of this. And it's actually all the stuff that they shouldn't do anymore. Mm, okay. But, but it's, it's a guilt thing. I just, I really want to shake them and go, dude, what kind of business do you actually want? What do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? Like, what do you actually want and get rid of the guilt? And I know that's easier said than done. But, mate, the most successful and the most happiest people that you and I both know, mm. they do what the fuck they want to do. 100%. They know what they're good at. They have zero ego attached to, like, building a great team around them, people smarter than them, and letting them do their job. Mm. So, like, they play to their strengths. They know what their weaknesses are. And they actually celebrate their weaknesses, too. And also, like, you know, if they do build people around them, they really push them to demand the best out of those people to lift their performance. They know what lights them up. They know what energizes them. And they know where their money makers are. Yeah. And you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Look, and they ultimately, they do, going back to what they want, they get that time, they get that freedom because they've got the team to support them. One of um, our good friends, we won't mention any names right, mm-hmm. but um, what kind of cars are you driving at the moment with the number plate unemployed? Uh, yes, uh, that's a, it's an AMG Mercedes. Yeah. Is it that the fastest production six or something? Yeah, it's a big, big boy. This is a guy who's like, he's one of the hardest workers, but it's always in the zone of what he knows is the moneymaker, mm. what he knows that only he can do. Yeah. My biggest thing with our beloved studio owners, and even if you don't have a student, you've got any other small business or any other business, what I want to urge you guys to do is I want you to really stop and think about what kind of business do I actually want to have? What kind of business do I actually want to run? What kind of team do I actually want to have? And actually start moving towards that. Why do you reckon people 
get stuck in this yeah. joke. There's, there's a saying that one of our coaches has said, you, you either live by design or default, okay? So if you don't actually take the time to stop and think about what kind of business you want, as in designing, design your freedom, design your time, design your perfect week. If you don't do that, you live by default, which means you'll be opening up the laptop, you'll be compressing the, the cancel emails. Look, it needs to get done, but not by you. It needs to get done by someone else. Totally. Yeah. I asked Kylie this question. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are in the academy, Kylie Ryan, our mindset coach, and I asked her, why do you think people kind of live by the should? And she mentioned some stuff. I'm actually going to bring her on here. Oh, bring awesome. Cool. 100%. Yeah, get her on. Her kind of perspective is what happens is, you know, the deeper fear there is that people through nature or nurture, as Rowan says, they probably never thought they were allowed to have a business that they love. Mm. They probably see people around them and hang out with people around them that are just used to the hustle and the grind and just doing just the grit, like just the stuff that they probably equate hard work to this is what a problem must feel like. Yeah, this is what I should be doing. I need to be busy, so I should be doing this kind of stuff to fill my day. On um, Wednesday, I had a chat with one of our owners in Million Dollar Studio and without mentioning any names still stuck at a certain revenue level, mm. about 45K, mm. right? The number for them was always around the 75. And he could be there, has all the potential. I reckon he could be 100. And I asked him, why do you think you're not at 75 yet? And then he provided some excuses or some reasons why, but it was all kind of these tactical things. Mm. That, Dude, I'm going to ask you again, and I want you to tell me the truth here. Why do you really think you're not at the revenue levels that you are capable of? Is it because he doesn't process his cancels fast enough? <laughs> what he said was, oh, actually, um, I think it's because I went on too many holidays this year. I, I really should ride my team more. Like, I really should be cleaning the toilets with them. I really should be doing 20 hours a week with them in the studio. Because, like, I, I, I really should be going one for one with them so I can really be in there with them to kind of grab the studio. Mm. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Mm-mm. No, definitely not. The fuck are you talking about? Like... The reality is he can do all those things. Like cleaning the toilets is not the pathway to having a million dollar studio or a million dollar business, whatever the business is. So the first thing I wanted to check in is, is like, do you think you deserve, like, do you think you deserve the levels that you're destined for mm-hmm. or is there something else pulling you back? The other thing is, is like, who do you look up to? Do you have examples around you of seeing other people? Because until we saw it, we didn't know it existed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like the, the success leaves clues, right? Success leaves em- eminent. And you've got to, yeah, if you hang around with people at that kind of level, that's how you level up. If you hang around with people at a lower level, like you'll get dragged down to that level, right? And if it's what you see around you, if it's what you've been told, then you'll always do it that way and not question mm. why we should do things any differently. I heard a story yesterday. I bumped into um Kobe at the beach and she talked about this lamb roast analogy, right? So picture this. Family sitting around the dinner table. Mum pulls out a, a lamb roast mm. from the oven and it's all done. It's just missing a whole third of the roast that she's put in the bin. And then it was only until one of the daughters said, hey, mum, why do you chop off a third of the lamb roast? And she goes, oh, that's because that's what my mum did. And that little girl then went and asked grandma, hey, grandma, why do you chop off a third of the lamb roast? And she goes, well, because that's what my mum did. So then the daughter asked a great-grandmother, why did you chop the third off the lamb roast? And she said, well, because back then the oven wasn't big enough to fit the lamb roast. (laughs) 
but like the mum's still doing it now. The album's plenty big mm. enough. And it's kind of all those things where it's like, we're always doing things the same way because it's always been done this way. Mm. I want to urge the audience to kind of stop and think and just go, hang on a second. Why do I need to process all these cancellations? Why do I need to be the ones that do this? Why do I need to have a business that feels like a jar rather than one that liberates me? Mm. So I want the listeners to take action from this and how to create a business that you love rather than hate. So firstly, like you said, I reckon it comes from having a deliberate decision. One that is comes from an empowered state and a powerful state full of abundance, not the scarcity around like the disempowerment, I really should do this, I really should do that. And it's like, what if I don't do this? And what if I don't do that? All that kind of stuff. Mm. Okay, I reckon. Well, there's a framework you can use to do this, right? And this is something that we've been told by our coach. So this is not ours, but it's definitely relevant for everyone out there listening. It's called the DRIP matrix, okay? So D-R-I-P. So D is for delegate, R is for replace, I is for invest, and P is for production, okay? Mm. So how you need to look at your week is write down all the tasks that you should be doing, you could be doing, you are doing, you want to be doing. Anything you can delegate, like they're low value tasks, get them off your plate, delegate them to your team, to an assistant, find a virtual assistant. There's a million solutions to delegate your work that you shouldn't be doing because otherwise, if you don't delegate that work, you're stuck doing it. Okay? Mm. You know, some people will say, oh, hold on, but there's some stuff that only I can do or I need to train my team on this. Perfect. That's the next box you go into, which is that replacement box. Right. Okay. So you train up someone to slowly take those replacement tasks off you. Mm. That leaves the invest and production box. Okay. So the production box is your sweet spot, the things that only you're good at, right? So, you know, these are your million dollar ideas, the next business idea, working on the business plan, optimizing things, the stuff that's going to make your gym, your business really successful. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do that, if you spend all your time not replacing yourself or not delegating those tasks, you actually spend zero time in that production zone, mm -hmm. that sweet zone, right? And then that investment time, that's not investment in like dollars and cents, that's like Investing back in yourself and your family and your health. So like making sure you're working out, making sure you're spending time with the kids, making sure you're, you're doing development on yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And again, like it's super, super crucial that you make the time to do that because if you don't, that production time and that investment time, it just doesn't get filled in on your calendar. So you've really got to focus on what tasks you can replace yourself with and what tasks you can delegate off your plate to maximize your time in investment and production. That's solid. So D-R-I-P. D-R-I-P, yep. So what should the audience, what should they do then? Okay, well, it's really simple. Just write down a list of all the things that you, you hate doing, okay? Write down a list of things that you love doing and write down things of, you know, what's going to make me even more money right now and start populating that matrix. What if they start feeling guilty around handing it off, handing tasks off to their team? Because I know that happens. I fucking know. That's what they tell me. I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I feel guilty asking them to do this shit. That's their job. <laughs> that's, 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 look, that's their job. Maybe they feel guilty about it because, yeah, they don't know yet what those investment and production tasks are. They won't feel guilty about it. If, if they're working on a, on a $50,000 idea, they will not feel guilty about delegating a task off to their team. Right. Is it because they don't know what else to do with their time? Correct. So if I replace my time, if I get someone to do that stuff, and that someone is because it is their job, to do that stuff, then what the fuck would I do? Mm. Mm -hmm. That's probably why they're feeling guilty. So it's almost like you feel comfort in the chaos of the, mm -hmm. the 50,000 tasks yep. that actually don't move the needle forward, but it's because we feel like we should be doing it because like, what else should I fucking what do? Else should I don't know what else I should be doing. Yeah. I Correct. don't know what else I should be doing. I don't know what else I should be doing. Yeah. So once there's some clarity about what you should be doing, investment or production, that's when you yeah, delegate or replace with your team. And look, another reason why they might be feeling a little bit guilty about it is maybe they don't know how to delegate properly, right? 
and they think, oh my God, does this mean I need to write a 62-page playbook on how to delegate all these tasks off? Well, like the short answer is no. There's a really easy way to do this, right? Should we teach them that? Yeah, I think uh, absolutely. Let's do that in the next episode. Done. Yeah, so I would love our audience of legends to do what Danny just mentioned, write a list of all the things you hate doing, write a list of what you love, like it really lights you up, and write a list of what makes you more money. And I'll give you the tip, wherever you see the intersection between makes more money and lights you up, that's your Beyonce zone. Triple down on that. Should we call that the Beyonce zone? Yeah. That's your, do you think Beyonce's- She's not selling tickets. She's not giving refunds. <laughs> people can't make the show. Is she showing people where to sit? No. Nah. Stubbing tickets out the no. front, helping people find the car park. She rocks up and she frogs up. And then she dominates. Mm-hmm. All LeBron, do you reckon LeBron books his own tickets? Like, finds his own hotel rooms? I don't think he's washing the sweat off the floor, filling out the water bottles, getting the Gatorade ready. He's being fucking LeBron. Yeah. Or practicing. So, what I want you to do is, like, once you figure those three things out, the things you hate, what you love doing, what lights you up, and what makes you more money, then I want you to start thinking about, what do you want to do with the extra time that you're going to have? And maybe, and this is whatever you want to freaking do, first thing I would work on is making sure you got the self-care in the diary because I think a lot of people, particularly our gym owners, which we love, we love, we love, we love, they spend all their time giving, giving, giving. Yeah, to all your lovers. Exactly, and they put themselves last. So I'm here to tell you guys it is okay. Here's the permission slip if you need it from from the big dogs. Uncle Dozer. <laughs> <laughs> Look after yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup, okay? So I want you to figure out what it is that fills up your cup, whatever it is. Go for a surf, go for a hike, do the yoga. For us, it, well, for me, it wasn't actually in the gym because that was kind of our business. I needed something completely different. What is it for you? I'm doing Pilates at the moment. Stop it. Yeah. Can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do with your time? So first thing is self-care, which is the I part, right? The investment. Yep. The other part of the investment is how are you leveling up as an owner? How are you hard baking that time in your diary where you are investing in yourself how do I become a better leader? How do I understand my numbers more? How do I get my head around fucking P&Ls and profit? And how do I make sure that I've got the time to run the numbers and inspect the numbers? How do I make sure that I'm looking at the right market opportunities and stuff like that? So it's where do you find the time to do that? And also, I spoke to another owner this week who honestly was, it looked like a breaking dude. Mm. Okay. And I said to him, mate, like, what would make all this tension disappear? What would make all the pain disappear and you feel like you are living the life and you've got the business and the life that you life? And he goes, mate, all I need is an extra 60 members, two extra staff. And if I could spend more time with kids, I go, give me more specifics. What does more time with kids look like? And he goes, just every school holidays, if I could take away off at every school holidays, I go, but there's your plan. And he just yeah. goes, oh, shit. I never even. What was he like after the? He gave that clarity. Well, he walked in looking like a broken man and he walked out looking 10 foot tall. Mm. And he was just like, he'd been spending all his week speaking to accountants and lawyers about potentially selling the business. And no one ever asked him, what kind of business wouldn't you want to sell? Yeah. What kind of business do you actually want? Yeah. Yep. And then it was just those three simple things that are totally doable. Mm. And then he's just like, my God, it's so clear. I was like, well, go and fucking do that then. Yeah. Easy. Easy. The flip side of that is like, yeah, having a business that he doesn't want is going to be pretty hard to sell as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that should be another episode mm. about sellable businesses, mm. yeah. I reckon. Yeah. So yeah, what's the plan for what you would want to do with the time that you do get back? Mark down a list of all those things, put a dollar sign next to them and an energy sign next to them, right? Whether you put a red highlighter or uh, a green highlighter. And I want you to design your perfect week. I'm giving you the permission, do you reckon? Mm. Design the perfect week. 
rewind. When I had that heart attack, one of the things I realized was, fuck it. Like, I'm living in the sequel now. I'm not going to spend my life doing the shoulds, what I think I should be doing. I only want to do things I only want to fucking do because I love doing it. It lights me up and it's my genius. So, and everything else, I'm going to, you know, I'll build a team around me and give them the full permission to go hard. So I want the owners to do that. If you were living in the sequel right now, if you had your chance to start again and you're living in the sequel, how would you design your business differently? How would you design your life differently? And then just put pen to paper, design your perfect week, cross all the other things out and figure out part of the drip matrix that you mentioned, where it goes. And then I reckon, I reckon I'm going to spend less time seeing people that are living in their jails, which means I won't be stopped around the office as much. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And let's go back to the start. Like, yeah, you either live by design or by default. So if you choose not to design your perfect week, you're going to end up with a shitty one. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's not because they want to, but the real talk here is it is still a decision. Correct. They are still making an active decision. So it's still a choice on our team. So yeah, I reckon in the next episode, we will talk about how to delegate. So then once you figure out what would you delegate, the next step would be how you actually get it off your plate, how I get it off my plate and not make it a boomerang that comes straight (laughs) (laughs) in a complete mess. Yep. All right, team. So I hope you got the intent from this episode. We want to see more happier small business owners that are going to make a bigger impact. You're going to get unstuck. You're going to reclaim your freedom and you're going to build your million dollar businesses. Okay. And it can be done. It is possible. Have a think about who you're looking out to. Look at the evidence around you and just sit down with the coffee and just confront it and actually give yourself permission to write this down because you don't need to be sort of stuck in the should jails. And what we'll do is we'll have a download in the show notes, which is the drip matrix that we were mentioning. So you have that in front of you and you can actually start filling out those little segments of the boxes. With that, we'll catch you in the next episode where we actually explain how to delegate. So then we go from the what to delegate to how to delegate. And then I reckon you're almost there. All right, team. Lots of love. See you. Bye. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.